This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's Sparky Pfeiffer, 1250 AM, The Fan, along with our guy, Ryan Horvath. Again, BetMGM tonight. He's back, right? You're back next week, finally. Oh. BetMGM tonight. You're back on next week. Or are you off another week? No, 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 no. I'll be back next week. Uh, business will be taken care of coming up on Sunday after Packers Vikings going back home, either Monday or Tuesday. I got my wife a Christmas present uh, from my grandma's old uh, jewelry shop. So I'm hoping, oh. that it's, I'm hoping it's going to be done. We we're hoping it's going to be done on Monday because. It's something with her wedding ring. We got it upgraded, you know, and it was pretty expensive. So the other option, she said, was they were going to ship it to us. And I just, that's a lot of money. I don't think be, that's a good that's idea. That's a lot of money, man, to be shipped yeah. over to D.C. So I, I'm I'm hoping to be back on Tuesday. But if that thing's not ready, I'm not leaving until that thing's in our possession. Yeah, that would, that would probably be a good idea. So you're going to the Packer game Sunday, for those that don't remember. What jersey have you decided to wear for the game on Sunday? Well, if there's a Mercedes Lewis at the pro shop, I have to buy it actually because I watched the game with my uh, with my mom and my brother. That's who I'm going up with on Sunday, and uh, I made a vow after that touchdown. I said I'm gonna buy a Mercedes Lewis jersey. Uh, I threw out a couple different ideas. There was a Jordan Love idea that was out there a couple weeks ago when I yep. thought that Jordan Love might be making the start. Gary Ellerson jersey. There was another one of those. Yeah, the, the GE, aka the Morgan Burnett that I own. That I yeah. call the GE. The and then the other thing was. Uh, the other consideration right now, Aaron Rodgers, because it's probably going to be his final home game at Lambeau Field. No, it's so I not. Feel, I feel like I should honor him. I don't know, man. Dude, get out of here. The, the man's not walking away from this, that much money, man. If, again, if I was a betting man, I would bet that week one, he's throwing touchdown passes to Devontae Adams once again. But no, no. If I was a betting man, which I'm not, I would bet that Tom Brady is throwing touchdown passes to Devontae Adams for the Las Vegas Raiders. That that would be my bet. That If I had to put money down... That's what this is. This is Josh McDaniels and Tom Brady. Because if you go back to Dana White, Dana White said that the plan was Tom Brady was going to be the starting quarterback for the Raiders when they opened in Vegas and that it was going fine. And then they fell apart at some point. So I don't know what happened or who got involved, but I'm telling you right now, Tom Brady in Las Vegas next year makes all the sense in the world. And Devontae Adams will quickly forget about Derek Carr not being his quarterback anymore. Derek Carr, knowing my luck as a Colts fan, will end up in Indianapolis like every other retread quarterback has in the last five years uh, and end up being the starting quarterback for the Colts while they wait for whoever they draft at quarterback to figure it out over the next couple of years. That, that's how I think it plays out. That, that's, that's my thought. That might not be a terrible way to go for the Colts just because I like next year's quarterback draft much more than this year's. Like, I don't oh, know they're still going to take a quarterback, but they're going to make him sit behind Derek Carr. That would be my guess. Oh God! What, what are you going to learn from Derek Carr? Well, you can learn what not to do, kind of like Rodgers did with Favre those last couple of years. Well, if Aaron Rodgers is back next year, I don't think Jordan Love's back, so maybe he'll be throwing touchdown passes in Indianapolis, and they could go that route. We'll, we'll see. Uh, 
No, so I think I think what it comes down to is if they have the Mercedes Lewis, the big dog, I'm going to honor him, and I'm going to buy a new jersey for the first time. The last time I bought a new jersey, actually, uh, three years ago, uh, I got my son a Preston Smith. That looked like that was a big mistake, and I bought myself a Zedarius, which looked like the right choice. Now I just I can't get rid of the thing. I don't want a Zedarius Smith jersey. So I'll go with Mercedes Lewis because I'm guessing after this year, if he's not in Green Bay next year, he's probably retired. So it's interesting. I'll go, I'll go I, with the big dog. There was a great piece on the Athletic. Um, Alec Lewis, I think, is a Vikings guy that does it for the Athletic, off the top of my head. And he wrote a piece on Zadarius Smith about how uh, you know Green Bay didn't want him back. Uh, then you had Mike Smith and Mike Pettin, uh all over in Minnesota. News comes he's signing with the Ravens. So they text uh, Zadarius and be like, "Hey, man, congrats! You know, you'll be good back in Baltimore, whatever." And he calls him up and goes, dude, I didn't sign anything. Like, I want to come play with you all. I, I want to play Green Bay twice a year. Like, that, that's that's what I want to do. I, I want to come play with you all. Uh, and they they brought him in, and they got the deal done, and uh, away you go. Zadarius Smith uh, is a Minnesota Viking. Played really well in game one. I would expect he'll play really well in this game as well. Uh, yep. And then we'll see just, uh, you know, how good this Packer offensive line is. And that's another reason why, with Bakhtiari practicing, uh, is good because I think they need Bakhtiari back in this game and Elton Jenkins. Like they need that offensive line to be as healthy as possible going into this game. You do not want to have to have a rookie with all due respect to Zach Tom, who's played well. I don't want to have to have him dealing with Zaria Smith, whose hair is going to be on fire trying to get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and that's what we said week one, you know, going into that game. I said, this is probably going to be Zedarius' Super Bowl, and it was. And, I mean, he was all over the place in that game. And there's a beef there with Aaron Rodgers, it looks like. Nobody's really talking about that, I feel, heading into the week, especially now. You know, I know we're going to hit on this Jair topic yep. here and his comments on Justin Jefferson, but I feel like everybody's – if anybody's talking about this game right now, that's kind of what they're bringing up. Nobody's really talking about Zedarius Smith, the revenge game. But I completely agree with everything that you said. I don't know that I want a rookie dealing with that because he's going to give it everything this week. No doubt. Uh, the last time these two teams played, yes, Zadarius Smith played well, as did Justin Jefferson. If you don't remember week one, 11 catches, 184 yards, and two touchdowns as they beat the Packers 23-7. to Now, that, yeah. that's, that's what he put up against the Packers. If you also remember after that game, Jair Alexander was hot. Uh, and thought he should have had him one-on-one, -on -one, and he could have done a better job than what they ended up doing. Plus, they had communication breakdowns, broken coverages, and everything else in week one, which was very typical of the Packers early on in the season. So now Jair Alexander gets to talk to the media. Oh, goody. And Jair Alexander said, quote, you've just got to be real. He don't jump in no super suit and get dressed and jump outside. You hear me? I don't either, sometimes. But he is human, is what I'm saying. We ain't putting too much on nobody. He's a really good receiver, but at the end of the day, I'm a really good corner, said Alexander. We've got really good corners. We've got really good linebackers, D-line, whatever it is. You don't want to put too much focus on that one person because it's like the first game, that was a fluke, end quote, Jerry Alexander. They're playing that all over the country. National radio, I guarantee you Minnesota radio is playing it on loop uh, just all day long today, tomorrow, uh, and on Sunday leading up to the game. I guarantee you Jefferson will be well aware of it, and I'm sure Jefferson will reference the, oh, it was a fluke, was it, throughout the entire game on Sunday afternoon. The question is simple. Do you like Jerry Alexander's latest comments on Justin Jefferson? And you can put me down for absolutely hating it. Like, what are you doing? Like As is, it's going to be a tough game for this Packers team to win. Let's start there. It's going to be a tough game. You did not need to poke 
the best wide receiver in football statistically right now in Justin Jefferson. Like that was not needed. Yes, I know Kirk Cousins still has to get him the ball. But trust me, you did not need to make that man more upset than you know he was coming into this game. Now you've motivated him beyond all motivation, and now he's going to look to really have a day against this Packers secondary. Did you know Jeffers or uh, Alexander did not mention having good safeties? Just thought I'd bring that up. Uh, okay, uh, Ryan, go ahead. Well, he knows that the safeties yeah. absolutely stink. Um, no, you know what? So. I like the confidence and you want your top corner, especially if he's a top five paid corner in the league, you want him to have that confidence. If that's he's Deion Sanders, yeah, if he's Deion Sanders, sure. Okay. Richard. He's Sherman. not, De- he's not Deion Sanders. No, I know, but that's, that's, that's how these DBs, like that's how the shutdown corners. I mean, they all have a lot of confidence. That's what I like about Jair. Here's what concerns me a little bit. Last week, I feel like everybody's really been going after Minnesota. Last week it was, they were going against New York. They're taking on the giants and all week long, Wink Martindale, who's the defensive coordinator, was going at Kevin O'Connell. He was like, I'm a football guy. He looks like Harry Styles. And yep. I'm saying, that's a big mistake. They're going to look to hang 35, 40 on your head. I just feel like that's what concerns me is now, like you said, you have the bulletin board material. You know Justin Jefferson's heard these comments. Also, you know Kevin O'Connell has heard these comments as well. And like with Justin Jefferson, I feel like he's – I feel like I've almost discovered Justin Jefferson. I have tweets about Justin Jefferson Sparky from like four or five years ago. I was like, there has to be a way that Green Bay gets this kid. He runs all of his routes, 70% of his routes he ran out of the slot. He had 110 grabs that year with Joe Burrow. And it's amazing what he does after the catch. Then in Minnesota, you know, with Zimmer there, after Stefanski leaves, the play calling just stunk there. Like they just lined Justin Jefferson up on the outside pretty much. Every once in a while out of the slot. Week one. And that's when I took notice because Kevin O'Connell had him lined up in the backfield, had him lined up on one down as a tight end. He was just lining up all over the field. So if Jair's going to make these comments, he has to shadow Justin Jefferson. And he's not going long. to. And he's Before not going mentioned to. in the presser so, this week about so, Justin Jefferson and said, yeah, we could go straight man, but that opens up a whole nother can of worms. So, so you know, but that's no, not but happening. That's what I'm saying. And now you have a very motivated Justin Jefferson. Not that he wasn't going to be motivated for this game, but who knows, man, maybe you would have caught Minnesota sleepwalking Justin Jefferson and these guys sleepwalking because they've already won the NFC North. They've already won double digit games. They're probably not going to end up with the one seed. That's going to be Philadelphia unless complete disaster happens here these next two weeks. So I like the confidence. I get a kick out of Jair, but I don't like doing it in a game like this, man. Just not not with Justin Jefferson. I think he's the best wide receiver in the National Football League, not named Devontae Adams. I still give Devontae number, that number one role. But uh, so like the confidence, hate the comments going into this game because I think you're going to get a motivated Justin Jefferson, and I think Kevin O'Connell is going to line him up all over the place. They're going to get creative with him. And if you put too much attention on them, they're going to end up getting killed by somebody else. It's going to be the tight end. It's going to be Adam Thielen. So uh, don't love it. Yeah, no, don't love them either. I'm with you on that one. Uh, what are your keys to success for the Packers to beat the Vikings coming up on Sunday at Lambeau Field? Ryan Horvath. Yeah, so this is easy. You got to get after Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins this season, uh, it's been, it's, it's you know, Minnesota's, they're an 11, 12 win football team, but Kirk Cousins actually isn't having the same season that he had last year. He's very sensitive to pressure. He does not like getting hit. Cold weather game at Lambeau Field, not going to be as cold as we wanted or expected. That's what it's going to come down to. You hit Kirk Cousins six, seven times in this game, he's going to turn the football over. He'll throw a pick. 
you know, he'll fumble the football. You got to get after him and you have to make him very uncomfortable because Sparky, if he just gets to sit in the pocket for four right. or five seconds, he's going to pick them apart all day long. They're probably going to have him get rid of the ball quickly. I think it's going to come down to hitting him. You're going to have to force at least two turnovers in this game. And of course, same thing I say every week when we talk about keys to success for the Packers, run the football, use A.J. Dillon. You know, cold weather game at Lambeau Field, there's a reason you drafted this guy in the second round. Use Aaron Jones. I don't know how healthy Aaron Jones is. He's going to need 15 to 20 touches in this game. No fourth and two shot plays. If I see that at Lambeau Field, I may walk out of that damn stadium. If it's fourth and two and Aaron Rodgers is chucking the ball into the end zone when A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones are on that roster, I may have to get rid of my tickets. So that's what I think it comes down to. Make Kirk Cousins uncomfortable, force a couple turnovers, and run the damn ball. You know, for me, going back to your run the damn uh, ball thing, I heard a stat uh, that I thought was very telling that I didn't realize. The Packers are 7-2 and two when they run the ball 25 or more yeah. times in a game. They are 0-6 yeah. and six when they run it less than that. So 7-2, and two, 25 or more carries, 0-6 and six under 25. Now, one would think that with all the numbers and all the coaches that they are well aware of this stat as well. Now, the key in all of this is going to be, because we really don't know, Aaron Jones. And will they be able to keep him on the field and keep him a part of this offense more than maybe they did last week when Patrick Taylor was out there for a big moment? You know, that to me is a big thing. If Aaron Jones is right and, you know, he gets 15 carries and gets five catches out of the backfield, that's going to present big time problems for the Minnesota Vikings without a shadow of a doubt. But if Aaron Jones gets five carries and one catch and that's all he does on Sunday, it's going to be tough for this offense to score, especially if Christian Watson doesn't play, which as we're recording this on Friday morning, we still don't know if he's going to play. The one nice thing is Adam Stenovich, the Packers offensive coordinator, uh, said on Thursday, look, even if he doesn't practice all week, if he gets cleared before the game, he's going to play. So that's nice because a lot of times they say, hey, look, if you you don't practice, you're not playing. And Stenovich has already said, I don't care if he doesn't practice or not. If they clear him and he physically can go, he's going to go on Sunday, Ryan. And they're going to need Christian Watson out there. And, uh, yeah, and then that was the other thing, you know, as far as keys to the game. I want him involved in the offense right away. But not just getting targeted, not just five to six targets. I like the end around. I like using him as a gadget guy. I want to see a little bit more Patrick Taylor, to be honest with you, even if Aaron Jones is ready to go and A.J. Dillon's ready to go. I mean, have him a couple, have him run a couple routes, man. He looked pretty good last week, made a couple really good plays. But I think it comes down to you're going to need Christian Watson on that field against Minnesota because their secondary is terrible. That's been the issue with Minnesota. Offensively, they can hang 28, 30 points on any given week, but they're giving up over 420 yards on the defensive side of the ball. The secondary is a mess. And we saw what Christian Watson's capable of doing against that secondary and Patrick Peterson. This time he just has to hang on to the football, but it was the first play of the season and he should have burned them for six. So now this is a different version of uh, Christian Watson. I just worry about him, man. Like he's never going to be healthy. I think he needs to find a way to play in this game. At least give it a go. At least I, test I, this. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. But the nice thing is this is only year one. Like if we're in year right. three and he can't stay on the field still, then I think then there's cause for concern that maybe he's going to be injury play throughout his career. But yeah. year one, it happens. So well, hopefully he'll be okay. The other part of this that we haven't touched on that I think is a big deal because we talk about Christian Watson and his importance in play. I think Keyshawn Nixon's importance in this game is gigantic too. Because yeah. if Keyshawn Nixon is back there and he's able to flip the field a couple of times to give Aaron Rodgers a short field uh, to go get three or seven uh, and, and provide some momentum to get that crowd into that game at Lambeau Field and get them all juiced up and excited, 
he is a big X factor in this game. If he can't play now, again, he's, he's practicing. So I'm assuming he's going to play him in Bakhtiari, but if he can't play, they don't, they don't have that guy. So I think he's huge because again, what he can do is change the course of a game ride. Oh, and I joked last week, but it was only a half joke that he's the MVP of this football team right now. He's so important. The season turned around when he started returning punts. Like you said, he's going to flip the field. He's going to give you good field position. They're going to need him out there, and they're going to need him out there on the defensive side of the ball as well, man, against those wide receivers and against that passing offense from Minnesota. If you're bringing extra pressure, definitely want him on the field. So I know he's practicing right now. Even if he's 70 to 80%, that'll make me feel really, really good because we can't have Romeo Dobbs and Randall Cobb out there. Dobbs had his Amari Rogers moment, taking it out and only getting into the 15, the 16, whatever it was last week. Um, he's going to need to be on that field. And I, and I think he will be on that field. We'll see how healthy he is because he's the most important player on this team right now. Do really you think is. Do you think Savage gets his starting job back this week after Ford was benched last week and Savage entered the game? to which the coaches had said that he played fairly well when he was in. I think they go with Ford. I think they start with Ford again. If he struggles, I think it's a very short leash, maybe like a series or two, and then Savage will take those snaps. Uh, I think it's going to be a really short leash, and you're going to need to see a better tackling effort as well because Ford was all over the place. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, let's. Uh, we got some Badgers, and so we're going to end with the, this podcast with some Badgers for you Badger fans. Because yet again today, looking for Badger talk, couldn't find it anywhere. Um, I was on. I went to Sirius Satellite Radio to ESPNU trying to find somebody talking about the Badgers, uh, and no, no, couldn't find anybody talking about the Badgers. So we're going to do it on the podcast instead. Packers Vikings predictions. Let's get to it before we get to, to the Badgers. Ryan Horvath's been gold, really. I mean, for most of the season, making his predictions. So uh, let's just go with Horvath first. All right. It's going to be uh, Green Bay 32, Minnesota 21, but it's going to be a closer game than that. You know, it's going to be, it's going to come down to we're going to get that late interception. I'm going to go with a pick six from Jair uh, to seal the game. I think Aaron Rodgers, again, here it comes. He's going to throw for 300 yards for the first time since week 12 or whatever it was last season. I think it's going to be a monster game for Aaron Jones. And I think Green Bay wins this one. And then they go and uh, we'll see what they could do against Detroit next week. But I'm feeling pretty comfortable, man. They're three-point favorites, three and a half at some shops. I think that tells you everything that you need to know. The only thing that concerns me, again, is now Minnesota has some bulletin board material. They didn't really care a whole lot about this game. Yeah, you want to beat Green Bay. That's not a team you want to see down the road. Well, they want the one seed, though. I mean, they still have a chance at the one seed if Philly can't figure out how to win. And and that's the thing. They do. And Philly, obviously, without Jalen Hurts, they have Gardner Minshew at quarterback right now. So the motivation is there for Minnesota. But I still think Green Bay wins this game at Lambeau Field. Uh, I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a rough day. I think he's going to get hit a bunch. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have his best game of the season. Other thing I want to see is Aaron Rodgers use his legs a little bit more, man. Roll him out. We don't no design runs. No, we don't need to see that RPO that almost drove you nuts where he took the linebacker on one on one. But hey, man, when he's engaged, I want to see that from Aaron Rodgers. I want to see him on Sunday walking up to the guys on the defensive side of the ball like he was last week, talking to Kenny Clark, saying, Hey, we need this stop here. I felt like, man, that like gave the, the defense a little bit of a jolt. This is this team. This is a different football team than they were a month ago. So I think that they win this game by double digits. I think they cover the spread and then. Biggest game of the season comes down to uh, week 18 or week 19, whatever the hell, week 18 against Detroit next week. Now think about it. Cowboys do what they're supposed to do. Uh, they beat Tennessee with the quarterback. They pulled off the the heap who played well. Dobbs played well. Yeah, yesterday. he played pretty well, yeah. Yeah, he did play well. The receivers didn't catch balls for him, but he played pretty well. 
Uh, so the Cowboys do what they're supposed to do. If Philly can't win, that Cowboy Washington game means something now. And on social media, Cowboy fans are like, please, for the love of God, let Philadelphia win and end this because they want to rest some of their banged up, dinged up players. And they know that if Philly loses this week, and that means that Cowboy Washington game means something, which is what exactly what Packer fans want. And that Cowboy Washington game means something at the end of the day. Then the Ca- McCarthy's going to play his guys. I don't care how dinged up they are. He's going to try and win the division and, and play his crew. So as a Packer fan, you want Philly to lose again uh, to make the Cowboys have to play their 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 guys in one more game. I'm just I don't think it's going to happen though. Like Minshew played pretty good in that game, other than mm-hmm. the two interceptions. Um, I think that they take care of business. Uh, that's that's the unfortunate thing. So I guess it comes down to, I mean, for me, I'm going to be re- rooting really hard, I, like most people are, for uh, Cleveland this week. Problem is, man, Washington's favorite in that game, and I know people are bringing up Carson Wentz and how bad he's been the last couple of years. He's we, not, talked, we already talked about that. I you and I both agree. I like him. I think he beats Cleveland. I do, too. I mean, man, that but that would be great. And that's a, that's a noon kickoff. So we'll Yeah, have they're going to be done. So we'll have that result going into Lambeau Field at noon. Yeah. As will Rogers. Oh, man. Yeah. He's, and like, this he said, Packers team. Back. He's a big Browns fan. Winkler didn't like that, that he said that for some reason. Why? He said, I feel like we're the Detroit Lions. I don't I don't know what that meant. Like rooting for other things. I don't, I don't know. Oh, what, whatever. It is what it is. Like Whatever you got to do to get in. If you go back to that Super Bowl year, when they went to the Super Bowl, the one and only time they've been to the Super Bowl with Rogers, that's how the, that whole end of that season played out. They they had to win out to get in. Remember that? I mean, yeah. they had to beat the Bears some low score in a fair in order to get in. We talked about that Magic Carpet ride back on Monday when we recorded the podcast, but it's got that similar type of feel to it right now. All that really needs to happen, and we're we're gonna make our predictions here. But if Cousins throws like two picks in this game, Packers should win. Like That's that should be enough. That's all it should take is a couple of interceptions. Like Cousins make the mistakes. Uh, even if Jefferson has a big game, Cousins can still help you win the game for yourself. So. You're taking the Vikings to win this thing. You didn't say by how many, though. Did you no, I said, say- I, I'm going Green Bay, 32-21, I said. Uh, 11. Late, okay. late game, pick six from Jair. Rodgers is going to throw two touchdowns. He's going to go for over 300 yards. Both touchdown passes to Aaron Jones. I think I think Aaron Jones is going to have a monster game. I think Green Bay covers the spread. They win by double digits here. But like I said, I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, but I just think it's going to be a late interception that seals it. From yeah, Jair. Matt- if you have any to buy Jair Alexander, you think he makes the last the late pick to seal it? Yeah, pick six, a rare pick six from Jair. He's oh. been talking all week. I think he has to make the play in this game, and I think he will. I also think that he's gonna. I think Justin Jefferson's gonna have a monster game. Like if you play player props, bet him to have at least eight reception in this game. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna torch Green Bay secondary now. Ken Barkley from You Better You Bet. I did a bonus pod, Curtin Long, with him that you can uh, check out in your Curtin Long feed, whether it be on Google Podcasts or uh, Odyssey or Apple or Spotify. And he had an interesting point that he brought up. And it's, I mean, we don't know if it's going to be right or not, but he's like, you know, with as cold as it was in so many cities last week, and now the spike in temperatures in some of these cities, He's like, I kind of feel like there's going to be a lot more scoring this week in some of these games where it's going to feel a lot warmer than it actually is for these guys that are out there playing. And yeah. he liked the over uh, in this game, uh, yeah. and he did. 
we did four or five games, including the Monday night game. So go give that a listen. You can hear Ken Barkley's picture of those games. But he really likes the over in this game. You went over because I think the over under is like, what, 48 and a half, 49, something like that. I like the uh, over and I completely agree with that. I've been talking about that all week as well. It's going to feel like at Lambeau Field, man, I have all my snow gear. It's going to feel like it's like 85 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need your snow gear, I don't think. But uh, yeah. I'm going to take the I'll take the Packers to win, too. I don't think I'm as confident as you are that it's going to be that much of a spread. I think the Packers win it on a Crosby field goal at the end. Uh, and the Vikings end up covering three and a half because that ends up being a three point game. Crosby kicks one in from like, I don't know, 45 or something uh, to win the game for the Packers. Send the Vikings fans home disappointed. Uh, and the Packer fans uh, all the more excited that it's them and the Lions the next week. If it does come down to them and the Lions, they better not lose to Detroit. That's all I have to say. They better not lose to the damn Lions. The last week of the season, it cost themselves a chance to go into the Super Bowl and losing to Jared Goff and the Lions. Because I, I think Packer fans, I think that would hurt the Packer fans more than losing to the Vikings this week. That game's in Detroit. They definitely lose that game. But at Lambeau Field, I don't think there's any chance that Jared Goff, there is where you're rooting for. 20 degree weather because Jared Goff is not a cold weather quarterback. Right. He does not like to get hit in the cold. That's what it comes down to. I mean, this all works out because these are two revenge games, divisional opponents that have beat you already this season, two dome teams. I, I know, you know, that the weather's not going to work out, but also like is Green Bay really this cold weather team that we always no. talk about because Aaron Rodgers, every time it's cold, he looks like Favre out there. He's got the big jacket. Yep. He looks miserable. He looks like he doesn't want to be there, but, uh, I don't think there's any chance they're losing to Detroit. Again, my worry is the same thing that I predicted five weeks ago. I said they're going to win out, but they're not going to get the luck that they need. Washington's going to end up getting in. I, I, I think Washington wins this week, and then I think Philly ends up wrapping up the one seed, and then I think Dallas and McCarthy to screw over the Packers. I think that they sit all their guys, and uh, that's how Green Bay ends up uh, sitting at home for the playoffs, and I think the commanders get in. Toby, our old buddy Toby. Toby Altizer. We have a little bet. Uh, he's going to be in the D.C. area. So he said he tweeted out that the commanders are making the playoffs. I said, absolutely not. It comes down to I think I have to take them to a Capitals or a Nats game or maybe a Wizards game. Yeah. Loser pretty much buys tickets for the other guy and takes them to a game. So uh, go pack go. But I think he might be right and his commanders might be heading to the playoffs. Yeah. Toby Altizer out there by, you know, that'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, okay. Last one, not Packers related on curd and long, but it is curd and long curd could mean cheese curd. That's what I think it means, which means we can still talk about the Badgers. Does Jim Leonard get done at Wisconsin? What Luke fickle has gotten done with the Badgers now to go back. I don't give fickle credit necessarily for the bowl victory, right? I, that's, that's not him. So that was Jim Leonard. So let's not say like I'm giving fickle credit, but you get Nick Evers, uh, who's going to be what a red shirt freshman or whatever it is uh, yeah. coming from Oklahoma. So yeah. you get that young up and comer, the recruit that they got uh, the LaCrue or whatever his name is uh, that was already started by Chris and Leonard and those guys, but he, he still kept them on board four-star quarterback. So again, Leonard and Chris kind of had that, but this latest one here on Thursday night, news breaks SMU quarterback Tanner Mordecai, uh, yeah. is entering the transfer portal. Then shortly there later, oh, and he's going to Wisconsin. And immediately SMU fans are like, um, tampering, like, or what, what the hell is going on? Like, how did he make a decision that quick? He enters the portal and shortly thereafter, boom, he's going to Wisconsin. 
which makes you think that there was some stuff going on behind the scenes, clearly, uh, from Wisconsin, uh, between Wisconsin and him. And think about this, Chase Wolf just announced he's coming back for his sixth year. And at that point, I said, and what I'm going to lose that bet now, you, you son what of a... What I tell you, Chase yeah. Wolf... You Luke, didn't know this was happening. This is not grandfather's Badgers. Chase Wolf will not be behind center for a Luke Fickle coach football team, but go on. <laughs> you did not know they were getting Tanner Mordecai, though, nor did I, but you're going to win either way. So... <laughs> Uh, so Tanner Mordecai now will probably be the starting quarterback unless he gets hurt or something. Uh, the quarterback from SMU. A lot of people were like, okay, so is he any good? Uh, and then you start seeing stats. Stats blow you away. He had, what, nine or ten touchdowns against Houston in one game. I saw the one lone highlight I've seen on, on Twitter is him making a 60-yard run uh, from the quarterback position, which is incredible. Like, he's running away from dudes on defense. Uh, so that's kind of what I know. Then I text. Horvat and Bart Winkler. Both of them came back with really like that guy. This was a good one. You guys clearly watch more SMU than I do because you're both gamblers. Uh, yeah. So Horvat, what, what can you tell us about Tanner Mordecai's last couple of years after he transferred from Oklahoma to go to SMU? So I love him, right? Yeah, like you said, he was at Oklahoma, obviously couldn't crack. Uh, he didn't get the starting job there. So he goes to SMU. If you're a sports gambler, they made you a lot of money this year. They score a bunch of points. And you look at the last two years, he's thrown for at least 3,000 yards both seasons in that offense, at least 33 touchdown passes. And if you look at this season, man, he was dinged up. He missed a couple games. He played probably like 60 70%. He was injured pretty much all season. I love him. I don't think that Jim Leonard would get this done. Uh, I think that that's what Luke Fickle brings. He's going to get guys, and he's going to turn guys into pros. And what I love about it now is, now Fickle's getting these four-star, five-stars, or he's just hitting the portal. The guys that he got at Cincinnati, they were all like two-stars, three-stars when he got a hold of them, which was crazy, like Sauce Gardner. He turned those guys into pros, got them drafted in the first round. But, man, when I saw that news break – now, no, I did not know it was going to be uh, Tanner, but I knew they were going to get somebody. And there's going to be tampering in all these situations. Sam oh. Hartman – when do you think Sam Hartman made the decision? And he hasn't officially announced he's going to Notre Dame. But when do you think that decision was made? When, do when you think the NIL, last year? when the NIL money was offered to him, he said, "How much? Okay, yeah, I'll be coming to Notre Dame." That's how these are all going. The Dude, NIL money is dictating where everybody job. is going. Lincoln Riley took the USC job, and then a week later, uh, Caleb Williams, his quarterback at Oklahoma, was going with him. So um, I'm still I'm still in shock, but I'm also not really in shock because I knew that, again, Chase Wolf was not going to be the starting quarterback for the Badgers and that offense heading into the season. But I'm jacked, man. Uh, I love what we're seeing here early with Luke Vickle. Also, a really classy move after that bowl victory made sure that Jim Leonard got yes. some credit. I just – I'm a big fan already of this era. I can't wait. We haven't even – the college football playoffs coming up this weekend. Really excited for these games, but I almost don't care. I just want to get the next season to watch yes, football, man. Yes, because that's, that's where I'm at. Yes, and and it's only just begun. I mean, we still got a couple months here. What else is he going to be? Able well, to he do? said because he wants Wisconsin become quarterback. You when is when's the last time you had this problem going into a season where there's going to be an open competition? You have a six year senior. You have a guy that's coming in the portal. You have recruits coming in. It's a good situation to be in right now. Yeah, no doubt. I I think. Fickle talked about wanting to get offensive and defensive linemen these next couple of months as far as recruiting goes. That yeah. was kind of his focus. But something else that was brought up on social media was, does he need to go get a wide receiver in the portal now to kind of help out these quarterbacks? Because are these wide receivers good enough to play 
you know, the way he wants to play. I, I don't, I don't know if they are not. I like, I love DK. I think he's really good. Um, but once you get past him, Skylar Bell and some of these yeah. other guys, I, I don't know where they all fit in as far as how good they have to be to play with inside, you know, Longo's system. No, completely agree. I do think they're going to have to hit the portal for some wide receivers. Even I just brought up USC. That's what they had to do. I mean, yeah, they uh, added Caleb Williams, but the reason he had that season was because of everything that they surrounded him with. They stole away Travis Dye, the Oregon running back, and they stole away Jordan Addison, who was at Pitt. And Pitt was coming off a double-digit win season, but yep. Kenny Pickett left for the draft, so Jordan Addison went to USC. That's what you need right there. You need one of those speedy you know, six two, six three slot guys or six one slot guys from Florida that run a four three forty. Cause I don't think these are the receivers. There's a couple guys I do like on that roster right now, but I don't think that there's anybody that's going to be able to play in this offense. So I think that that's what they need. They need more speed. And you know Fickle's going to be able to recruit guys on the defensive side of the ball because that's what he does. But I do think that they need to hit the portal for some wide receivers, man. So if if you're a Badger football player, yeah. Braylon Allen, maybe not Braylon Allen because his job's secure. But if you're like a Badger football player and you're watching what's happening right now, are you like, oh crap, like I better ball, otherwise he's gonna go get somebody else to replace me? Or like yeah. it, I, to me, I feel like before the Wisconsin, everybody kind of was comfortable in the fact, okay, we're gonna redshirt our freshman year, we're gonna lift, we're gonna add weight, then we're gonna get eased in. And by our junior year, we're gonna start. If not our junior year, our senior year, we'll get our, our chance to start. And that's how this is going to go. Very rarely do freshmen come in and start Wisconsin, if ever. That hardly ever happens. And there was no transfer portal necessarily being happening with Wisconsin, other than maybe Russell Wilson. That was the extent of a, a guy coming in. But now I think you look at what Fickle is doing, and I think you look around the locker room going, this dude's serious. Like This dude's trying to win a championship. This dude ain't messing around. This ain't, this ain't about winning the West for Luke Fickle. It's yeah. about trying to win the damn thing. And other than and other than Allen, man, I don't think anybody's job is secure. So right. we're we're gonna see that when guys take over these programs. I got a kick, kind of got a kick out of it. Like Dion when he met his players, bringing my own luggage. Some of you guys might as well just transfer. I don't think Luke Fickle's gonna come out and, no. and do it like that. But yeah, it's gonna be an open competition for your spot. And I feel like all these guys are saying that, man. I really got to ball out because this is a completely different offense. This isn't the 1983. This isn't the Barry Alvarez offense anymore, man. This is this is what we're seeing in college football right now. So And you agree I, I that think that's, yeah. You don't think Jim Letter would have done this. Not to no, because no, no. And I think he would have done a fine job. I just I don't think there would have been much change. I think that you'd look you'd see some nine, ten win seasons. You'd see some Rose Bowl appearances. I think Jim Leonard's gonna be a very good head coach if that's what he wants to do. I think he'll be a great defensive coordinator. He already has been, whether it's on the collegiate level, maybe you'll get a shot in the NFL. I would, if I'm Jim Leonard, I go to the NFL. I know you want to be a head coach, but if the NFL jobs are back open, I go to the NFL. You're a coordinator in the NFL for two, three years. College job opens up. I get a job even, you know, of Cincinnati. You take that job then. Then you get your head coaching gig. But I would take the money right now if it's there and the experience. But no, I, dude, I, don't, I don't think he'd be able to do this in the portal. I don't think that that's the problem. And I think that they knew that. I don't think he'd be able to recruit like this in the, I'd like, in the Midwest, maybe, but he's not going to get these guys. He's not hitting the transfer no. portal. No, I, I'd like to make a prediction. If, if you don't mind going into the new year here and new year's coming up, I, I'm going to predict that the Indianapolis Colts are going to offer the job to Jim Harbaugh. He will turn it down to stay. And the Indianapolis Colts will hire Ryan Day and draft Stroud at quarterback. 
That would be that, my prediction. That's your prediction? For the Colts. They're going to hire Day from Ohio State, and they're going to draft Stroud, and Fickle is going to be sitting in Madison going, oh, my goodness gracious, are you kidding me? I just been patient. I might have been able to land that Ohio State job, and now here I am having to go up against whoever they bring in and hire at Ohio State. I can't imagine they bring back Urban Meyer at this point, uh, but that that would really turn the Big Ten upside down if they ended up getting hired away into the NFL. The only thing, I could see Harbaugh leaving if Michigan won, and I think Michigan's yeah. live to win the national title. I think they're going to beat TCU, who's just happy to be there, let's be honest. And then it comes down to I think Ohio State's beating Georgia this weekend. I've been, I mean, I bet this. Um, but Michigan's live, man, even without Blake Corum. And then I think if they win the national title, then I think Harbaugh goes back to the league because there's reports that he wants to be back in the NFL. But I don't hate that prediction. Dude, Ryan, the national you know, title, two Big Ten teams? coached a couple weeks ago by uh, Jim Harbaugh on the big stage. Yeah. So, so let me see if I got this right. You're saying in your mind, and, and you, you're yeah. right a lot, you think the national title game is going to be a Big Ten title game? Michigan and Ohio State for the whole thing? Yeah, that was so I ended up betting Ohio State plus 350 to win the national title a couple weeks ago. And the reason being, so Georgia's probably going to win. They're the rightful favorite, right? They're minus 145. Yeah. They haven't lost the game in two years. But all season long, we'd have these college football analysts, and I watched these games, and it was who would give – Georgia, the best fight on a neutral. And everybody all season long said Ohio State because of that offense. Then they played one crappy game, granted at home against Michigan, their rival, a game that everybody watched. They laid an egg. They played a terrible second half. And now everybody's done with Ohio State. You know what that reminds me of? Last year, we did the same thing with Georgia. They were undefeated. We talked about their defense. Then they went to the SEC title game. Bama hung 40 on them. We were like, oh, did we overhype that defense? No. Two weeks later, they met again in the national title game, and they beat Alabama. I think that's kind of what we're doing with Ohio State. I think they're going to be motivated. And we've done this with Ohio State before. I think C.J. Stroud is going to have a really good playoff. So, I mean, man, we had Duke, North Carolina in a Final Four. It just seems like if there was going to be a year, this would be the year. And think of the ratings. Think of the ratings for Ohio State, Michigan. In the national title, could you, game because could you imagine that? that? I think, I Day, think that's my prediction. Day's lost two games to Michigan. That's all he's lost. He beats Georgia, and then he beats Harbaugh to win the national championship, and then tells Buckeye fans it's been real. I'm out. See y'all later. Find somebody else to go yell out about not beating Michigan in, in the regular season. Oh my God! That I want to see Jeff Saturday get another shot, Sparky, just for you. I want to see. I want to see Saturday. So You're not give me nice. Saturday, Derek coaching Derek Carr. You're not nice. I don't like you. Uh, he is Ryan Horvath. He's going to have a great new year, and hopefully it'll kick off with a Packers victory uh, on New Year's Day at Lambeau Field. Have fun, man. We'll do this again on Monday. Thanks, man.